0: everybody welcome to episode number 86 of millennial gaming speak i am your host logan Moore, and with me this week is it's just max roberts it's here. yeah it's, hey, just, max.
1: it's just me nothing special going on hi logan how's it going fine and dandy how are you
0: i'm not feeling it this weekend i'm really not um i'll help you feel it we, we talked about it before the show started just i'll stressed. help you feel it out yeah
1: Stuff like that, just so, take your hands and just put them all over your body. Just start touching, loving, and touching, and squeezing. As Journey said, that. we don't need to do that.
0: That's, that's a great song. song. You're
1: you're getting married. You have a fi- a fiance, a say um, Did you know that fiance is spelled two ways, but it's pretty yes, the same.
0: Freaking hate it. It's it's crazy. like one of the
1: stupidest words ever. I learned. I noticed that because Jason Schreier tweeted out. Shortly after, actually, I got engaged, he was like, yeah, my, my fiance, and it, he spelled it for the feminine version of it, which is, um, two E's, two is that E's, it? yeah, two E's, one with the accent, I was like, that crap, am t-ing. I saying it wrong? So I googled it and found out that, yes, the woman that is the fiance has two E's at the end, while the male only has one, so now I've been using the two E's everywhere, because I would hate to use the wrong word, because darn me, English but yeah what is wrong word. with the english language it's technically man. french though yeah that's true
0: fiance is a french word fiance. actually that makes more sense hey. now now i'm thinking of my french your upbringing french not upbringing i was not raised by french people i took it in high school so but really upbringing.
1: abby abby the other day <laughs> said to me she was like i'm your fiancee because uh, she sees how I spell it, and she thought that she had to say the other E, and I was like, no, they're the same word, it's just spelled differently based off your gender. Um, but I thought that was pretty hilarious. It's so it's such a dumb Is it gender, word. or is it sex? Which is it? AP oh, just changed it. Oh, right. oh, I don't even know anymore. Sex. Did you know AP, though, included, what was it, eSports? Is like, just yes, eSports? Think- Thank you, AP, for that. I have what had to write a handful of esports stories. That is the most annoying thing ever. He, he is no longer gender neutral. No longer allowed as gender neutral. He is? He is no longer allowed as gender neutral. And when was it? Before, like, you would just default to he to be gender neutral.
0: So like if you were just describing like, a person um, you'd be like he's a good example. Doing that.
1: I was writing about the dragons in Breath of the Wild for the guide. And since uh-huh. they're dragons, the default gender for them writing about them if I didn't say it would be he. But now that makes sense. it's against the rules. But before so You can't do that anymore. You cannot. Or you
0: can. It is just against the rules. Not gender. So you have to
1: re- refer to it as an it constantly. Or, yes. You can't assume it's gender or a dragon. can't assume. Or you could refer to it as it's... I mean, tech, I I wrote it as it the whole time anyway, but yeah. that's the... That always sucks when you
0: write the same word over and over and over and over and over again, and you're you like... can't change it because it's I just feel the, like I, I feel like this needs to be changed because I've written the same word like 15 times within the last <laughs> four sentences or something like that. Like, yeah. it gets really annoying and that's one thing i struggle with a lot with game reviews up your w- language when game reviews or game news it's always like you have the title of the game and then you can call it the game and then you, then you can call it the title and then you could
1: call I start it sk- the developer's latest game or first game or debut still game still a variant of the word
0: game though oh yeah so there's so there is that then like last night I wrote about StarCraft getting a remaster. I referred to it a couple times as the remaster. So that helped in that case. That's but crazy. there's like all these different ones you gotta navigate and you're like, ah, oh, I've said game too many times. What should I call it this time? i we'll go with title. I it's crazy. Writing's hard sometimes. Right. I mean, just because it's full dense. of very intricate strange things like that. Like in order to be a good writer, you have to also mix up your writing. you
1: to got to spice it up. It. It's a spice of life.
0: It's very difficult at times. So anyway, nice. welcome cool. to Millennial Gaming Speak, episode 86. Thank you for joining us. News this week, not about games. Let's talk about this show, Max, and what is happening. We have been teasing it, it for... A little bit? I the dropped end, a hint the other the day end? on our Twitter account. I don't know if you saw that. Teasing um, teasing the end. The end times. The end of the show. This is our final episode of Millennial Gaming Speak. Max is blue. jumping on that boat and going to the weird hobbit island where Frodo goes at the end of Lord of the Rings.
1: Hey, so, that is a touching moment.
0: <laughs> I go go on the boat, Max. Get on the boat. I go um on the boat. no, this is not the end of the show. This is far from it um but we are rebranding of sorts honestly nothing much is happening with this show this show is going to be the exact same it's always been um nothing's really happening so if you're listening now you'll be able to listen next week it's still going to be on soundcloud you can still hit us up at mgspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com you can still hit us up on twitter at mgs podcast all that stuff is the same but the one announcement that we do have is that tomorrow, beginning tomorrow, launching tomorrow, which is we are, March 27th, March 27th. Thank you. Um, we are launching Model Citizens Media, which is a new podcasting brand that myself, Max Roberts, a uh, friend of the show, Michael Ruiz, who you may have heard in some previous episodes. And then somebody who you're probably not familiar with, uh, Mario Rivera from Chicago, um the four of us are launching Model Citizens Media. It's a new podcasting brand where we will house shows that we will house shows under going forward. So at launch we have four shows. Um Model Citizens Media is going to be one of those shows in That's our the Model Citizen. Show. Of, the Model the Model Citizen show is the one. Um
1: what, said, did I, what did what did you say? said Model Citizens Media is one?
0: Oh, I, I, I thought I said millennial gaming speak. I'm sorry. That's what I was trying to You're say. Crazy. Millennial gaming speak is one of those shows. Up yes, before. it is. Sorry for my misspeaking. Um, that's one of the shows. We have another one, which is our flagship show. That's called the model citizen show. It's more of a conversational podcast. Gets kind of crazy though. In those first two episodes. So prepare yourself for that. Um, So we've got the Model Citizen show. Uh, Michael and I are doing a music podcast that we're calling Reeling in the Years.
1: And then, Max, you have your little project, which is... Behind the Pixel, which um, is the interview series you may have seen or heard me talk about the first episode, which was with Kirk Hamilton. Um, We've got some more episodes coming in the pipeline here. I've got one lined up, two more potentials, and reaching out for a fourth before too long. But those will probably be recorded in april and those will be once a month though so hopefully if all three of those line up we'll have one in april may and in june so yeah four shows at launch as i said this show
0: is one of them but at the same time this show is really nothing nothing much is happening um we do have a website model dot where you can go and find all the shows and stuff like that um this show will be on there in some format, but it's essentially just us referencing the SoundCloud page. So if you go to the website, modelsystemsmedia.com, it is just going to be our SoundCloud feed um, for Millennial Gaming Speak. So this show, like I said, just it's part of that brand now, but it is really going to be very unchanged in many ways. So. Hooray, that's something we've been sitting on for a while. We've actually been working on that for. Way too long. Oh no. Great months. I feel like since like August or September of last year. We have Oh been no. You froze out, out with this. I froze
1: out? Yeah, you said we've been working on this show and oh, then I well. I chimed in and said forever and then I looked up and you were frozen. Oh. <laughs> um, um
0: so my audio didn't go through great. So yeah, we've been working on this since like August or September of last year. So it's been a long time. It's um, been a long time coming but if you've listened to this show, you've known that I've kicked around the idea of doing various other podcasts and this new brand that we've established gives us the flexibility to do that going forward, which is really cool. And we're excited about it. Um, So four shows at launch more probably on the way, not anytime soon, I wouldn't think, but we have some other ideas we don't want to get, since there is just four of us right now, we don't want to overload ourselves with shows because as it is, I mean, I think I will be the busiest of the four of us, right Max? Out of all of those shows because I will be on Model Citizen show, You'll this be on show four, and really 75% in the years. of them. So I'll be on 3 of the 4 shows, which is already going to be pretty hard to do. Um plus any other shows I may guest on throughout the week like Dual Shockers podcast or anything like that. So it's hard to do, but I have other ideas for shows going forward that I'd like to establish and we'll figure that stuff out in good time and we'll keep you posted on it. Um, but yeah, we're excited about it. It's something we have worked on for, like we said, quite a long time. So it's nice that it's finally up and running again. You can go check it out at modelcitizensmedia.com. You can um, follow us at model pods on Twitter. And um, I think that's about everything. I think that we have is. an email account too but you can find the email through the website. There's a contact page and stuff like that. So, um, go check out the website. You can subscribe to all the shows on iTunes except for Max's show which we still haven't got up yet, but that'll be up within the next few days. Uh, if you're just going has he submitted it yet? I don't think so. We need to actually do that today. <sighs> Come on, Michael. So we'll get that straightened up after this show ends. But just wanted to let you all know about that up front today rather than at the end because I assume most of you don't listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> so wow, that's harsh. I mean some of you do. Maybe uh we got harsh. big old Kevin out there somewhere listening to this show probably front to back every week. Kevin hasn't then, listened in months. He hasn't? Oh man. <laughs> I I helped I helped Kevin in Bloodborne. <laughs> uh anyway, I I I wouldn't listen to this show to the in some weeks either.
1: Um, wow. Awesome. I just wanted to let you know
0: about that up front, so that'll be probably on our docket when we close up every show from now on. To, hey, you can find us at Model Citizens Media. So, Anyway, we're excited about that. More news tomorrow about it when we officially launch, but since this show won't be up until, in MP3 format until midweek, we figured we'd give you a heads up about it now rather than later. So, with that out of the way, Max, actual video game news, real living, breathing game news, which there's not a lot of um it's a it's
1: a slow time for news actually let's not
0: do that not a slow time for quality pause back up what have we been playing because i can
1: talk about what i've been playing which is the one thing but i can't really talk about it at the same time um surprise surprise i've been playing zelda still i'm about i broke 70 hours last night dang still i have uh three of the four dungeons done um, around 60 shrines, so about halfway in the shrines. Over 200 korok seeds. Feeling pretty darn good. Kind of just doing a little shrine hunting right now. I could go get the master sword if I wanted to, but I'm kind of just saving it. Um, my most recent thing is I finally decided to use amoeba with it. Um, and today I finished getting the Ocarina of Time armor and the Wind Waker armor. Which is kind, it looks kind of goofy in the menus, but when you're actually out in the game running around, it actually looks pretty. Good. How
0: long did it? Okay, I've been running into this issue where when I scanned them, it's like no, you can't use them twice in a day. I'm like, bro, it's been like five days. Why? Why won't you let me scan this? I have no idea. So are that's, you? That's that's been a problem for me. I closed out of the software after like entirely. I was going to say, did you? Are you closing project? out? I haven't in the past. No, mm, the man. I, I don't had.
1: know. I always close it out, but um. I've been... I've I like been being able to my... turn it on and it's
0: back where I was at within two seconds. I also don't have enough of the
1: Amiibo like you do. Like, do you have the 8-bit one? Yeah, I bought... I bought the whole 30th anniversary set. so I oh, have, you did? Jeez. And I have... I have my Guardian Amiibo, too. Which is, this is like the most ridiculous, cumbersome thing to tap onto a pro controller. I'm so (laughs)
0: done with Amiibo, I think. Unless they're like $5. But even then, like, Amazon had Waluigi's that they were practically trying to give out for free the other day. And I didn't even order one.
1: I try to, I do try to pick the ones I really genuinely care about and want. So, like, the whole 30th anniversary set. I obviously cared about like these were just ones that look really cool and it means a lot to me the guardian one was interesting because i just had so much gamestop credit left over and i was like Mm -hmm. i do want i want certain breath of the wild ones like i want the rider and the archer but i was like if i don't buy this one now i never will and it was 20 dollars credit that i still had i was like okay Let's do it. So I did get the Guardian. I saw the Archer one the other day. It
0: was cool. I, I just don't have a place to put them right now. Like, that's my problem. I, bu- yeah. I bought them at a time where I had shelf space to put them. And now you don't have shelf and space. And now I don't. So I've stopped buying them. I because will... I, I, that, was, that was why I bought them all in the first place. Because I like them as statues more than I like them
1: as actual feasible. Physical, scanny things? Yeah. Yeah, scanny things. Will, I will tell you this. I've found something out about Breath of the Wild, Amiibo, and the code in the game. Um, my friend Landon told me about this first, but I didn't see anything about it, so I wasn't too keen on it. And then I was flipping through, um, the collector's guide that Abby bought me for Valentine's Day. I was looking through this big fancy book that's really beautiful, and I was looking in the armor section, and I saw Fierce Deity Link armor, I was like, ooh, Fierce Deity. Yeah, it's in the game. It's in the game, but it's an amiibo unlock. Which Amiibo it's not out yet what yes it is no there's no amiibo that unlocks it it yet the only way people have got it in the game is they're hacking it they're they're using they're making nfc scanners and they they like in the game's code figure out whatever the code is for the amiibo to unlock it there's no code for it there's also skyward sword armor which is also unlocked by an amiibo but that's not out yet i so my question then is there's, There's a Dark Link, right? There is, and that is... You get that from the monster shop. That is okay, not Amiibo. I've never seen a monster shop yet. So I guess I, I'll find
0: that. Don't uh, tell me where it is. Okay. I'll
1: tell It's really cool. Like, you... I stumbled across it naturally. I was exploring this one's part of the map, and I saw a sign that said, Kilton's Monster Shop. Only at night, though. And I was like,
0: ooh. Yeah, okay. Then I definitely haven't found that. Because I'm trying to go through my brain and be like, wait, have I seen that? And I just can't think of it. I... Don't think I have. Yeah. No, no, so okay, it's,
1: cool. It's, it's things yeah. I haven't found yet. I know it's really it's I haven't actually. But I, see, n- you only not meet, that I expected to find everything. You yeah, only meet Kilton. He doesn't open his shop up until later, which I haven't found his shop again because he moves around. So I haven't actually like found the shop to buy things from him yet. <sighs> but so Zelda there's the a fierce deity set of armor and the fierce deity sword, and the skyward sword armor. In, the, in game, the game? Unlocked by Amiibo. What they, I mean, Will it be the Fierce DD Amiibo then? Because that's pretty dope. Yeah, that would be crazy dope. It's either... I mean, I assume that's it's gotta that. be what it is. It, that makes the most I, sense. I don't, think, I don't know what else it would be. Um, but it's... It looks so... Like, you can look up YouTube videos of people that have hacked the game and see it all in action. It's pretty dope. So, Zelda is still on your plate.
0: Is still on my plate as well. I did play... I reached a not a good stopping point with it, but an okay one how many dungeons had you done i've done two okay Which... so you're uh, technically like ahead of me now i feel like i could go fight Gana now though like you do?
1: i do you feel confident yeah.
0: i have three full stamina bars i have about 11 or i have a i'm starting my second row of hearts i have some pretty powerful weapons like i feel like i could get into the castle now
1: i'm obviously I still... i'm not going to try i still don't feel ready I, I definitely I still haven't it. killed a guardian yet. What? I've killed like ten of them. No. No, I I I tried to fight Very, one. You one know time. how you kill them? You target, you put up your shield, deflect. Yeah, bounce. Kill them perfect almost immediately. Yeah. I haven't I haven't practiced that. The, the perfect parry it's, is uh, great right against Lionels though. As soon as you as soon as they charge up, hit
0: A. And then you it's pretty much spot on. Yeah, I think it takes like two or three deflections to kill them. But I've I've killed, like, I've killed, like, probably 8 to 10 of them that way. Huh. I'll have to maybe try. Yeah, I haven't killed any yet. Okay. Um, I still don't know what's up with the ancient arrows. I shot a Lionel with an ancient arrow, and it went into, like, another dimension. I don't know. It just disappears? It just disappeared. Does it not? I don't know what happened. I expected something to blow up.
1: It's the
0: only ancient arrow I've used thus far. Does it die and, like, leave its loot? No. No, because I know vinyls have, like, a ton of loot, don't they?
1: They do. They have great loot. Ancient arrows deal 50% damage against bosses, sub-bosses only. When used against guardians, ancient arrows deplete a third of their health. Standard enemies vanish instantly when hit. (laughs) So... Since a Lionel technically doesn't have a health bar at the top of the screen like a Hinox does, it's a standard, it's a enemy. standard enemy. That's why he's disappearing.
0: <laughs> oh, crap. We were talking about Justice League the other night on the uh, Model Citizen show in an episode that may never air. Um, and I mentioned to you that episode where they kill Superman. The Toy Man in that episode shoots Superman with this blast and Superman just vanishes. Like, no one knows what happens. He's just flat out gone. <laughs> and that's it. Like, it reminded me of that. I shot the Lionel, and it just poof. See ya. Like I Goodbye. I'm not around anymore. It really, I, I thought something, like, I didn't think it was, like, a glitch or anything, because, like, I, the game's well enough polished to where it, I haven't seen anything like that yet. I but actually it was haven't still run into, like, a gone. glitch
1: in the game. I haven't run into a glitch yet man i 've run into plenty of frame rate issues though when frame I was rate getting, issues yeah master sword did have you got the master sword yet by no, the way I technically can I have enough hearts. go get the master
0: sword i think why would you oh, okay here 's my question why would you want to do it last before the or why would you want to do it last before after you finish the last dungeon that, that was my line of thinking like okay i have i 've completed half the dungeons i 'm technically halfway done with the game. I'd probably like to get the Master Sword so I can at least play half of the game with it because otherwise you're just going to get it and it'll be like, ah, oh, I got the Master Sword. All right, I guess I'll go again in with it now. Like, it's like you'll have it for such a short amount of time.
1: I feel like, I don't know, in my head, doing doing this guide has been very interesting because I've been doing just random odd things for the guide. Like, the story was all done by Brendan when the game came out, so, like, I didn't have to do any story or really any like specific narrative beats. So I've actually been able to pretty freely explore and kind of play in the order I want to play. And I feel like I've been like running around trying to find all the memories and I'm actually I only need 3 more memories as far have as four more left. I have 3 more of the picture ones, but then technically you get a memory from you get one one the more. dungeons, yeah. So I don't know, I I've, I've, for the master sword I feel like it's a narrative beat like, at least in the other... I don't know. That's the traditional Zelda in me kind of holding on to it. So, like, I want to do the dungeons. Like, each one... You know, at the end... Each time you finish and you go talk to the elder or whatever in the village, like, you kind of are, like, the champion or you are the champion. But you don't have that Master Sword yet. And they kind of, like, drop a hint of where it could be. And I'd a, I just feel like I'm saving it for last as a narrative beat. Like, I literally should just go, go get it. Because it. it's really not a...
0: I mean, it's pulling the Master Sword. That's always a huge narrative part of all the Zeldas. Yeah. But... You pretty much just pull it. It's like you got the master sword, and then yeah,
1: it's about I don't know. It. I've just like, been, it, i just been—I mean, the, the Deku Tree says a couple things to you, but it's really nothing too in depth. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been saving so. it. I'm—I've, and I feel like there's so much more of the game. Like once I beat the fourth dungeon, I'll go get the sword. But I feel like I'm still going to be running around doing shrines and stuff, getting ready before I go fight Ganon. Like I feel like I'm going to have a pretty good chunk of time with it still. Like I want to go find the Hylian shield. I wish there was a mirror shield in the game. Do you know where it's at? Not a clue. I'm gonna find out. I accidentally kind
0: of found out where the Hylian shield's at. You know how much defense it has? I uh, no,
1: not a clue. What? Ninety. No way. <laughs> yeah. Does it break? Uh, I think it breaks still. Yeah, everything. Because no, the breaks. Master Sword doesn't. To an extent, it doesn't break, but doesn't it
0: have like a. Weird doesn't cool it down? doesn't break. It doesn't break. It has like a cooldown on it, though. Yeah. I which have been fine. like you can't you can't just
1: like flip only use it left and right, which is fine because I I my, one of my favorite things about this game is it forces me to use all these different weapons. I've enjoyed that too. I love it. Um, anyway, you've been playing. I played a little bit of Splatoon, but we'll talk about that later. You've been playing a different game.
0: Yeah, so I would you. I would still be playing Zelda right now, but early last week, Monday actually. I got a code for ukulele from team 17 and Platonic. So I'm reviewing that game right now for dual shockers. I cannot go into too much detail about it. If at all, I really don't want to go into any detail about it. You don't have to, um, because we, we, we can do previews, but I don't know what the previews constitute. And I, I don't know how they feel about podcasts over there and stuff like that. I think if it was a written preview, it'd be fine. Um, but yeah, you're, I'm playing ukulele. You're playing the ukulele um, and you're reviewing it. So. I'm reviewing the game. Um, so, really, yeah, I don't really want to say one way or the other about that. We'll, we'll touch on it later. My topic kind of has to deal with ukulele in a roundabout way. Um, but yeah, I'm, so I'm playing that right now. Um, I would like to get back to Zelda. Also, and I'm sure this has gone completely over your head, Max, I have. I have Mass Effect. (laughs) Like, that effect is sitting there. That that game's in my house now. Um, have not started it, and I probably won't for a while. Oh, a little bit. Like, I don't know. It's going to be a minute. Um, because I'd like to, I want to finish Zelda. I obviously, I obviously have to finish ukulele. I'm about story wise in ukulele, I think I'm about 75 to 80% done with it. Um, actually about 75% exactly. I think. Um, so I should probably be wrapping that up sometime soon. And I'll mention that again next week on the show because my review will go live, um, the following week, not, not this coming week, but the next, um, and when I say this coming week, I mean the week of the 27th. So it won't go live this week, but the week after, um, so I've been, I've, been, I've been having to play that, obviously, for review. And then I want to get back to Zelda. I don't know when I'm going to get to Mass Effect, though. And I really want to play it. <laughs> that is a game that we have talked about You've talked for about. so long. <clears throat> Myself specifically, yeah. It has been... I have said it, I was that it was more anticipated for me in a lot of ways than Zelda. And I am still, like... I want to say that I am incredibly excited to play it. Like I, I keep looking at it and I'm getting really pumped. My friends who are big into mass effect with me keep, have said a lot of positive things. So I'm really excited to dive into the game. Yeah. Um, just for reasons here, or there, like getting horizon and Zelda in the same week showed me that I did not need to jump from one game to the other as quick as I was telling myself that I would in my head. Like I can play out the things that I am spending time with and enjoying, um, It's not a race like I don't need to I don't need to get through these games as fast as humanly possible. And that's why I put off Zelda in favor of finishing up Horizon and I'm planning on doing the same thing here with Mass Effect. So I'll get to it at some point. I don't know when
1: because MLB is out this next week, too. You're so done. You're drowning over there. I've got my my next two games, I think, are going to be Horizon and Persona. So what about that Prey?
0: It's out in like a month. Is it? I'm oh really, my it, gosh. It doesn't it's stop. Is like, that like May sixteenth, I think. It doesn't stop. So I'm really I'm really pumped for Prey. I would like this is to play that video game. This is nuts. 2017 is quick. Then it stops for the most part. Kind of. I doubt it's it. It's like crash bandicoot the month after that. And then Well, the other thing too, so we didn't talk about this last week. I think this was revealed last week. But so we've got all these games coming out now. We've had Zelda, Zelda Horizon, Mass Effect, and then I, I got Ukulele early, so I'm playing that. And then we've got MLB this week for my, people like myself as well. And then obviously next week is, or the week after is Persona, and then the week after is Ukulele for everybody else. Um, so we've got all these those games. Commoners, and then in the,
1: those filthy and then commoners. In
0: all of the, yeah, and then but in the midst of this. We we didn't touch on this, but PlayStation has their like awesome spring indie game thing going on, where it's everything came out this last week. I think um, this week it is Parappa the Rapper remastered.
1: Oh yeah. The following week,
0: I think it is um, Double Fine's game, Motorcycle game. What is it called? Uh, full um, throttle. Full throttle, and then Edith, Edith Finch, Finch comes out at some point, and then there's one more in there that I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. Edith Finch so, is the next
1: giant sparrow game, yeah. But it's, and I, I'm really excited for that. Game. Didn't that contract get like weird though? Like it's not an exclusive anymore, or er, something like?
0: Or Sony's not publishing it now. I don't think. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, so the, yeah, whereas Sony published Unfinished Swan, I, I don't. Something happened with Edith Finch. Um, it took way too long. They
1: announced that game years ago. It was. It, it um, looks good. I loved. I loved. Um, one more i just finished here
0: so it is um everything came out oh rain world is what's coming out this week which is uh, from Adult Swim. that game's actually really cool me and michael got to check that out at uh um what is it called it's psx serious. psx the playstation experience we got to check that out um there perhaps the rappers of following week cosmic star heroine is the week after that which is really fun me and michael check that out at psx as well then it's full throttle remastered and then it is edith finch uh, at the very end of april so we've got all these huge titles coming out but then all these small indie games that i have looked forward to for quite some time are also out now plus on top of that max i know i've mentioned it before night in the woods still really really want to play that game
1: Oh, yeah. Psychonauts VR.
0: Psychonauts VR. Still want to play that at some point. I have a... There are all these fringe indie games that are not
1: off my radar by any means, but I just haven't purchased them. I'm waiting for them to go on sale. Rampa VR class trial demo is out. I haven't played that yet. I'm excited about that one. We need more hours. (laughs) We need more hours. Summer. Summer, I'm hoping to really... Horizon and Persona are my summer goals. That's that's really my hope. After that, in the fall, You're in the so fall, gorgeous. I want Destiny. I'll probably get Red Dead because I did with GTA Five. Like I got it. Um, if Red Dead isn't delayed, summer goals. Resident Evil Seven. Oh yeah, that game. Please. It's right there on my shelf. It's still here. Please, it's right there. Play that. I want to give my VR some. Your fall
0: is gonna be so. It's gonna be
1: Red Dead if it sticks around. Um, if I, if I want it, like I probably will just cause I did succumb to GTA five hype, um, destiny and Mario. Like, and those are the games we know about. Yeah. Um, there's still battlefront two. There's yes. need for speed. Possibly. You um, buy need for speed. I will. Yeah. I love need. If, if it's right, for, you bought the last one. No, if it's right, I'm super picky about my driving games. We talked about this before. That's why I got. For Forza Horizon three, which I I'd know, still play. I don't play understand why like. you'd ever buy a Need for Speed game in the era of Forza though. Well, if it's like Carbon or Most Wanted, then yes. Okay, but Need for Speed has it. Both of those games you just listed are what PS2 era um, three. Technically, Carbon Carbon was on but PS3. Most Wanted Most Wanted was considered very bad by many people. No, Most so. Wanted's the best. Mo- are you thinking uh, you might be thinking of Ghosts? 'Cause Ghost was garbage. And I think no, I'm thinking of uh the run is the one that is, is really bad. Okay, yeah, no. Most speed wanted it, most wanted is a is
0: most a wanted speed, okay, is a need for speed
1: classic. Yeah, it's good. It was the last, I would argue the last great need for speed game. Because after that they had like the Ghost, and now they and, and it's been gone for a while. Oh my gosh, Assassin's Creed this year. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Plus, I mean sci- as far as, like, silent releases go, like, Ghost Rehung came out a few weeks ago. Reviews have been, like, pretty positive overall for that. I, I don't want to play that anymore like I thought I did. Sounds too co-op heavy for me to really get into it. It sounds I think it's like it's sitting The at like a, Destiny. It's sitting at, like, an 81 or 2 on Metacritic, though, which is, like, really good. So, just too too many games this year.
1: Way too many games. And, and then speaking, not, not Cuphead, of this year, but games, Hopefully, at some point. I'll believe Cuphead when I see it. Um... That games coming out this year yeah, i mean but we own
0: breath of the wild so cuphead's I mean, not
1: too much far off the um i was i heard the song through the valley the other day and it reminded me that the last of us 2 is a thing and i got excited again i was like Whoa, they're working on that it's gonna be a great game but yeah this year is crazy and we're drowning in it but that's kind of what we've been playing you want to jump into the news Sure, let's get into
0: news, and so the first story I want to talk about is actually one that is not on our list right now and um it is it actually deals with ukulele. so this past week, oh, um, Platonic yes. Games announced that Jon Tron would be removed from their game after all the crazy stuff he said a few weeks ago. <gasps> um, and dear God, help a us a private all. company protecting their interests exercising their right a couple of weeks before the release of their game that they've worked on for years um and of course everybody's freaking out not everybody of course i think it is just a very a vocal minority potentially a vocal minority but it did seem about 50 50 from everything i read from people being like mad that this happened and other people not or other people just shrugging it off kind of like i am um i think i dealt with this a lot more this past week um you just because that story? I published that interview that I did with Grant Kirkhope and stuff like that. Which so was I very had a good, by people. the way. I enjoyed reading that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> 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 which kind of sucked because I don't think anybody really read it that much. Just because it, it, I we literally published that interview 10 minutes after the whole Jon Tron thing came out. So, so he's not in the game anymore as oh, a voice. Man. Okay, and so this is one I want to harp on. Sorry. Um, he's not in the game anymore. as a voice. Do you know what voices are in banjo games and ukulele? <laughs> that is the voices in this game. So let's, t- if you're pissed about that, Tron didn't get to make noises. Maybe check yourself for a second. And like, if you are, if you are willing to get that pissed off and throw that much of a fit over something is stupid and minor is that, look, if you don't want to buy the game, that is your prerogative by all means you do not have to purchase the game like if you if it really pisses you off that much that's fine but i don't understand the rationale behind getting looking for something to be pissed off you know what i don't like max i don't like being mad that is a feeling that does not sit well with me i don't like you're saying you don't maybe seek it, out reasons to be upset with other human beings i mean maybe it's just me maybe it's just me it totally i don't like is. being mad about things okay there's certain things I like being mad about. For instance, the Justice League trailer yesterday, but we will not get into that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um could we But I don't understand why everybody's like constantly trying to look for something to be pissed off about. And that's to me, that's what this whole Jontron thing is. Um the voices in ukulele, while funny, you don't know who's making those noises, and more often than not, it's not even a person who's making the noises, it's just a collection of sounds that they've thrown together and run through some and they've mixed up. Like I don't understand how such a minor thing like that could be game break or like a deal breaker one way or the other. Like if you are seriously, most of the people who are potentially canceling their pre-orders are deciding they're not going to buy the game. I'm wondering like how much they actually enjoy the old banjo games and the old 3d platformers and stuff like that. Because, I if, if I was such a huge fan of those games, but at the same time I was also a huge fan of John-tron, Like, I can't see a scenario where I'm not going to play a game that I've been looking forward to potentially for like 17 years. So I don't know. It's just an odd situation. I don't understand the internet mentality. And again, I think I've been exposed to more of this this past week because when I did tweet out that story, Platonic Games retweeted it, which then led to a bunch of people in my mentions. And it wasn't, like, a million people, but enough to where I was, like, taking more notice of it than I think I would
1: have normally, so. Yeah, it's... it's People are dumb. Um, it's unfortunate that you, you're, you know, you receive that kind of... It's stupid. It's Who cares? What what? Jon Tron... I am, I'm not familiar with his body of work at all. I'm not even super familiar with what he said. So... I mean, my take on it is if Playtonic didn't agree with something that someone said that was in their in their game, then they have the right to remove that, to protect their company and their interests. This isn't... JonTron can still say whatever he wants to say. It's Playtonic isn't the government and has to let John Tron be in their game. It's their private company. They can do what they want with their product. So to me, it's, it's just them protecting their interest, and I'm all for it. They can do whatever they want in that regard um it's pretty pretty dumb outside of
0: that um i'm sorry i had to send a message real quick um so i think the thing i I would like to say about platonic though in turn is that i wasn't like a huge fan of the quote they gave out though um about why they're doing it they basically said like they don't. I, I could actually probably pull the exact quote up in just a matter of moments
1: if you would like. Yeah, um, please do. Because uh, I would like. I like it when it's at. You know. Yeah. I want to know what people are saying. This kind of though talking about a YouTuber reminds me of something, a different YouTuber just ever so briefly. Angry Joe, you heard of this guy? I've heard of Angry Joe. I don't. I don't watch his work or anything, but I did see a video pop up and suggested for me that was like said it was a while ago back when breath of the wild came out it was like why i'm you know where's my breath of the wild review and i I decided i'll check it out for a little bit and it he goes in to say i'm not going to do a breath of the wild review because nintendo's like you know how they flag everything on youtube and you know profits get cut for youtubers if they're not part of the program he and he was complaining about their system i was like cool um okay so i've got the angry joe's breath of the wild reviews up i'm like all right (laughs) Um, i'm done with you and I made sure to say I'm not interested in him. So Angry Joe can go <laughs> die in a hole. Um, Platonic,
0: Platonic's quote about why they decided to do this. They said, We recently became aware of comments made by voice artist John Tron after development on Ukulele had been completed. JonTron is a talented video presenter who we were initially two years ago happy to include as a voice contributor in our game. However, in light of his recent personal viewpoints, we have made the decision to remove JonTron's inclusion in the game via a forthcoming content update. Um, I so, felt is his? Like they said something else.
1: So, your so your version of the game technically has Tran's voice in it. I, I think
0: everybody's will at
1: launch. Like, I don't think that's going to be a day one patch necessarily.
0: Um, huh. So what but,
1: character was he voicing? You can go find him.
0: No, I I honestly have no idea. Um, they said something. I could have sworn they said something. Um, Let me actually go to the source here because that was a second-hand source.
1: Um, I'm kind of curious if John, I'm sorry, John, I'm sorry, I'm if sorry, John was there. a stretch goal. Like if it was a stretch goal to get these kind
0: of voices. Here it is. Here it is. We would like to make absolutely clear that we do not endorse or support JonTron's personal viewpoints and that as an external fan contributor, he does not represent Platonic in any capacity. Platonic is a studio that celebrates diversity in all forms and strives to make games that everyone can enjoy. As such, we deeply regret any implied association that could make players feel anything but 100% comfortable in our game worlds or distract the incredible goodwill and love shown by our fans and our Kickstarter backers. So the problem I have with this quote the, the, the one issue I, I take, I have with it, is the part where they say, um, as such, we deeply regret any implied association that could just, that could make our players feel anything but 100% comfortable in our game worlds. I get what they're saying there, but if people are really playing this game and they are just running around one of the random worlds that is in the game and it is bothering them so much that somebody, that JonTron, a YouTuber who said some really idiotic stuff which i do not agree with at all and it wasn't even he presented it as facts in that debate which in most of it was not factual so he's equal parts stupid and just flat out wrong about every about a lot of what he's saying Um, i think that the weird part here is that just yeah like I i don't i don't think anybody would really have an issue playing the game knowing that he's voicing some random character in this game world i mean am i wrong there like that was the thing that i thought was a bit odd was that they felt the need to take them out because they feel like people aren't going to be comfortable while playing their game if you're going to take him out to me it makes sense to just be like look we disagree with this dudes personally as business owners and as business owners we want to remove him out because of the things that we think he said were stupid now that's us doing that personally. They made it seem like the reason they were doing it was pro- to protect the consumers and the players of their game, rather than because I really think the real reason they did it was just because they're like, "No, we don't want this guy in our game." Yeah, no, they said
1: guy- they did say though they don't want any association with it. So I mean, they are t- protecting as a, they're protecting their business. They are. It's exactly what they're doing, and it, they have every right to. And I agree with them. As far as to remove him, like I, you know, who needs that in their game or anything like that? Um, it's it's so silly to be upset about it. It really is. I'm sorry. I know. I was like, I was trying to think of how I could fill the void. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Um, bad show so far. Um. Doesn't, Moving it, on. Yeah, who, I guess. who We'll cares? wrap up the end of that. Anyway, I just think I just thought that whole story was silly, and we've seen so much of it this past week. Um, anyway, Max,
1: yeah,
0: Destiny, Destiny Two
1: potential p- poster leaks. Potential Again, I'm sorry that I keep leaks. having to it text it's every like it's uh, here. It was, it was... Destiny Two poster leaked from like an Italian retailer. <sighs> Shows off a Titan, a Hunter, and a Warlock on the front. Surprise, surprise. Without their helmets, which looks a little odd. Even though, I mean, you can play Destiny without the helmet. Like, it's, it's been in the game from the beginning. So, it's it just looks odd. Um, with a September release date um, and a beta here in the summer, which all sounds exactly to plan of how any big new game would launch. Um... PlayStation exclusivity seems implied, which, again, is not a surprise. Um, My friend Kevin asked me what I thought of it, what I thought of the poster, and, you know, as a game that has been rumored to shake up the Destiny formula in such significant ways to really spice up the franchise and bring something new for both old players and new players, this poster looks like more of the same. This looks Exactly like all their other promo movies. This is a really bland poster. It's a really boring, bland, dull poster. Now, it is a poster. This has no implication of gameplay, of story, of anything. You know, anything that we'd actually be doing in the game. It's just a poster of three Guardians doing shooting, which is exactly what you do in Destiny. So, it's a pretty... The trailer is where I'm going to really make judgments of how much has changed or will change, but... It's it's a pretty lame poster. It's not it's not too hot, not and so and, I, hot, and obviously hot it's one hundred percent confirmed that it's like a thing. But oh, it was even funny in the uh, weekly update. Like uh, I think they call it what, what's going on at Bungie or something. Uh, DJ Deej, who's um, the community manager for Destiny, at the bottom of the post, he said, "P.S. You all were expecting something else today, weren't you? Because because <laughs> Jason Trier Said that it would be revealed today, and then quickly corrected it because he he read a text message. He wrong. his old tweet. He had yeah. like two thousand tweets on that real quick. Uh, oh, on that real quick Oh, too. I'm sure. So <laughs> like so he, he did he that. did correct himself real quick and apologized for it. But so everyone thought the trailer was going to drop today. So at the end of the community post, he said, "P.S. You were all expecting something else." And then I think he said something like, "You know, small steps or something." Guardians. I I have a picture of it, not terribly far back. Let's see. I can do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were expecting something else. One milestone at a time, Guardians. That was what he said.
0: So one of the other Destiny developers tweeted out, like, a, um, I think, just a gif of somebody, like, rolling their eyes or something like that. Or looking like, it was, like, a dejected-type gif where it was, like, uh <sighs> Or they looked, like, upset. Like,
1: obviously... Like Essentially confirming that the poster is a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's... They're upset that it leaked. I, I don't know why they send out this stuff so early and not expect it to come out. This is... Ah, I don't know. what It's like... It's whatever. The game... We all know the game's coming, so it's not like, oh, Destiny 2. It's more like, Destiny 2. So we'll see how it all pans out here. They want to give this... Age of Triumph some air to breathe and have people come in and then they're going to reveal the game. I imagine they reveal the game shortly before E3 and then at PlayStation Stage we get like a gameplay demo you know, showing off the game. Um, I think it's incredibly smart of them to be playing this so close to the chest. Destiny 1 was a huge blowout of news just leading up to the game's launch and then it was lackluster when the game did come out because of dealings inside Bungie and um, this is Granted, we've known about this game since the beginning of Destiny 1, essentially, but we haven't seen it in action or anything about it, really, until they reveal it here. So it is the six-month turnaround idea, um, at least promotion-wise, so that's kind of nice. Like, it's not going to be a long wait for the game. Well, and they're coming off of what was an MMO, like
0: Destiny is an MMO. That is a game that still lives and still has a thriving community to this day, and that'll only, I'm sure, increase next week. I don't know about thriving. I don't know about thriving, but they definitely have a dedicated, a, yeah, a dedicated dedicated continuous yeah, dedicated community that many other games do not have, which oh Destiny gosh, still does have. Yeah. So Two, two's gonna triumph be nuts. Out comes out next week, and so that's just gonna probably bolster their numbers for a while. It's not a totally. game. Where like destiny is still alive in some sense, so and because of that, you do not need to, I think, generate new hype for it as quickly, or you hype don't need quick. to do it as separate, as far apart. Because the one thing that I think would happen with destiny, the second destiny two is announced, is, bop, I'm gonna guess playership drops way off,
1: like especially since nothing carries over. Yeah, which is that too. which is fine, and I, I totally agree with and think it's the right move to do, but. Yeah, nothing carries over. There's really no point in playing right now as far as like for continuity continue you know what I'm trying to say, the ability to yeah. continue into Destiny 2. So, I'm really I'm going to hop in just briefly and just do kind of one last hurrah with my with my group. You know, I'm going to I'm going to do the raids again and maybe the new story mission or something, you know, nothing, nothing's getting crazy.
0: That sounds about like the way to go. Um, and one
1: last swan song.
0: So getting going here and trying to get through this quickly. I, I want to apologize again for kind of being distant there for a second. And to be upfront with what I'm talking to people about and why I keep having to go back and forth is because I'm trying to set up E3, I'm trying to get uh, tickets with the show. And stuff like, yeah. So okay. I'm, Please, it's fine. Probably going, but like, we've been trying to generate conversation about E3 for a while, and it's fine. And like, now the conversation's we're... happening right when you yeah, don't so, want it to right happen. When I, right when I'm live on this show, so I apologize for that. Um, Keeping it going with the news, though, so let's jump down to—we'll do your Splatoon thing last since that's more of an impressions. Yeah, Outlast Two is unbanned in Australia now. That we figured that was probably just a quick note we could throw in this week because we talked about it last week with Michael Martin in episode eighty-five. Um, just in, we just talked about it last week about how that led into a discussion about should games ever should there ever be a point in games where certain things aren't allowed, um, which is you can go back to that episode and listen to that conversation we had. I think we had a good talk talking. We think- were all in agreement. On the way things
1: should be handled as far as games go, yeah. but yeah, it's not banned in Australia anymore. So, well, what's interesting is is it's Red Barrel made a comment saying that one version of this game is launching worldwide, which means they edited, they didn't just edit it for Australia so it could be sold there. They edited, it for everyone, so that particular scene in the game is either gone, altered in a very significant way. So that's interesting. Like they changed it. They self-censored and I'm not sure if they self-censored because we want to sell it in Australia or they self-censored because they saw the feedback and thought, again, my question
0: was always with that specific scene, like, how does this fit into the story? Is this just a thing that is happening or is this like vital to the story? And if it did get cut, obviously it's probably not that vital to the story, in which case altered cut the fluff. With with the game, we'll Get see, rid yeah, of, we're certainly going to see. It's it's an interesting. I would love to hear. And again, you can lag. go revisit our discussion last yeah. week about horror and eliciting a response from the player while also pushing forward the narrative. And that's a delicate line to balance. So you can go listen to that conversation we had last week. I think we had a good talk about it. Um, but I figured just mention that here. Um, Nintendo talked a little bit about the Joy-Con issues and said that it was a manu- manufacturing fault, which. Okay,
1: like I mean, I guess you can send them in if you would like and get them fixed. My friend Landon had um, his Joy Cons were really acting up, and actually, one time I was over, I was playing Zelda or doing something for him, and I noticed it, and it was actually really bad. And I hadn't experienced it at all with mine, and I've played with the Joy Cons loose and the grip, or I play mostly with the Pro Controller, but I've probably got fifteen hours with the Joy Con wirelessly from it and had no issues so i do think it was like here and there but they do say that every switch from here on out is not going to have this kind of an issue um and if you do have it and you want it fixed you can send it in so it sounds like a pretty good way to end it we'll see yeah. if the issue carries on if it's true that no more switches yeah i, I still probably.
0: haven't had any problems with it thankfully so i, I and you've heard a lot less about it Um, I think in the past few weeks, not to say that the problem is diminishing, but mm, maybe it was smaller in stature. Again, I don't think it was anything game breaking or like system breaking by any means either. It was more just a minor inconvenience that you did not want to have at the, at the launch of a console. So I'm hoping most people continue to not have problems with them. I feel like the talk around it's gotten quieter. It's good that Nintendo does continue to follow up and provide more info though. So that's always a positive. Um, but, yeah, so that's left Joy-Con issues. Sticking with the Switch, though, so this weekend they've had their Splatoon 2 test fire, which has been going on since Friday. Um, not continuously, though. It's like play certain play times and stuff like that, isn't it's, it? It's over now, so. Oh, well, great. I never got to play it. You missed um, out. You goofed. I tried to. No, I tried to download a stupid eShop wouldn't work. So it's I And I sat there and I messed with the, the eShop for like 15 minutes, and it kept coming up with the same
1: stupid errors. Really? So, I haven't had, thanks, I didn't, Nintendo. I played uh, for an hour, like one of the one-hour play sessions. Didn't have a single issue. Um, it worked flawlessly, no no lag. It was perfect. It was actually a lot of fun um, to play. I felt pretty good about the game. I was surprisingly consistently toward the top of my team, but that didn't mean we won, because I can't just throw my team on my back and carry them to the top. But those new guns, those splat doilies, crazy good. I'm I've very excited. I'm very excited. They're, I'm I'm heard, very I've excited heard they're hard to use. Oh, no, they're great, man. Like that roll, that that double roll you get is is op. You just like people stubborn, don't know how to counter it yet. We'll see when the community learns and stuff. The snipers have been pulling off crazy tricks too. It's I nice. hope there's another demo
0: because I w- again. Like I'm, I never played Splatoon first time and i don't know how i feel about buying this um i mean i think i could have fun with it but again it is multiplayer focused i usually don't stick with anything multiplayer focused that long except for a game here or there i mean it does um, so have we'll a single see. player it will have a single does, player but yeah i mean we'll see it's cool it's, it's one of those things where it's like the single player is still kind of like the multiplayer
1: i don't my blinds are closed Oh, it's fine. It's driving me nuts. I'm too white. This is a... I don't think people
0: watch us to see what we're doing the whole time because it's me it's just crazy. sitting here scratching it's myself it's and... It's
1: driving me nuts, man. Driving me crazy. You're fine. Um So, Bars.
0: yeah, Splatoon so Test Fire happened. Um, that's it for our news this week. That's all of that good stuff. I know we got into the weeds there for a minute with the JonTron thing. But... um that's all the news for this week um we're gonna take a quick break and hop out of here really fast and then we will be back in a moment to talk about our topics this week which deal with nostalgia kind of nostalgia from both of us so come right back and we will be discussing that to the show ladies and gents so topics we're gonna boot nostalgia's topic that i just mentioned literally like 45 seconds ago to you remember that well something's changed in between the break in the music it's been killed it's been killed off brutally murdered um no i mean that topic mainly deals with ukulele a lot like and how that game has been making me feel as i play it so we're going to punt that until I can actually talk a little bit more openly about ukulele. And so we will revisit that sooner rather than later. But Max had a topic kind of associated with Zelda. Max, give it to me.
1: So I'm blatantly ripping this off of NBC. So all credit goes to Jose and the team over there at IGN. But they asked their listeners the question Can you go back to Zelda now? Can you go back to traditional Zelda? after playing Breath of the Wild. And I thought that was really interesting because of where I'm at in the game and just how I've been feeling about it. And I've been thinking about this issue um, on my own, uh, specifically with games like A Link Between Worlds and then thinking about, as I scan these Amiibo in, Wind Waker and other stuff. So I was kind of curious how you felt if you could go back to that traditional formula or traditional style of Zelda and then, um, you know or has breath of the wild permanently changed the way we're going to play Zelda games? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I've been
0: thinking about it a lot in the realm of the 2d games. Like where do they go with the top down games from here as well? Um, because we know that more of those will be on the way, whether they come to the Switch or the 3DS. I think we're going to get some more of those at some point. So what do those look like? And I'm wondering if that's where we get the old school, more formulaic kind of feel of what Zelda is, and then the home console ones are more in this Breath of the Wild vein going forward, and that's where things kind of begin to change and evolve. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, Again, I, I feel like we talked about this... Maybe not last week, or maybe it wasn't even with you. I can't remember. Um, I keep trying to think, though, like what they're going to do with this series next and where I would want them to go and how future Zelda games look. I have, I don't know. I have no idea. I think we need to let the dust settle on this one for like a year, year and a half.
1: It's still so fresh. And we're not getting getting a 3D console Zelda game for another six, seven years. I
0: haven't even beat it. Like I haven't even beat the game yet. So I don't, not that. There's DLC coming out. Not that the ending will shed any light necessarily on the game for me and be like, okay, now I know to do this or something like that. Like, I just don't know as a whole like where they go from here. Um, obviously, you can always implement on mechanics and things like that. Um, but yeah, on paper, like and in my head right now, I really have no idea. But again, as far as the formulaic stuff and going back to it, I have been looking at like Twilight Princess lately and I would like to... I mean, I'm not going to replay it, but I've been looking at it because I finally just got that back for Wii U the other day. My brother had lended it to a friend of his and we got it back the other day and I'm like, you know, I'd actually like to really play this game now and compare and contrast between Breath of the Wild and this or the older ones. I think it would be more interesting
1: if you did Ocarina of Time.
0: Uh, Potentially. I mean, I don't think Ocarina is going to shake anything because... Again, I think one of the things that I've talked about with Breath of the Wild is that it's Zelda, yes. It feels like Zelda, and it is Zelda in name, but it is all, it's also not Zelda. It's like, like totally new. It's not anything Zelda. So those old games, I think, will still easily stand on their own because they do follow that quote-unquote Zelda formula. Um, this one doesn't, though. And so this one is the odd man out of the group. I think if anything, it'll always feel weirder coming back to. At least right now, maybe if they add and create another one in this vein or something like that, and ten years down the road, then maybe going back to those older ones will start to feel weird. But as it stands right now, this is the one that is weird, and all of the others are still kind of
1: closely together. Yes. Yeah. Um, the way I've kind of been feeling is I've actually been thinking a lot about a link between worlds lately. Which, um, as we all know, um, maybe you don't know, uh, was the sequel to A Link to the Past. So it used essentially the same overall map, um, but it let you choose the dungeons in any order. But it also gave you, like, you could buy the item, you could rent the items, any item you wanted, as long as you had the rupees, or you could pay to keep them and upgrade them and whatnot. Um, and I think there are, that was really, besides original Legend of Zelda, this was kind of, one of the first attempts in the Zelda franchise to let you choose the order in which you wanted to do the the main tasks, which are the dungeons to get to the end. Um, one thing I actually kind of prefer that Link Between Worlds did at least over Breath of the Wild as far as choosing your dungeon order was in Link Between Worlds, there were clearly harder dungeons. Like once you got in there and were dealing with the situation, than there are in Breath of the Wild it feels like. I've done three of the Divine Beasts, and the first one took me a while, but the t- second and third one haven't, and it's because I understand the fundamentals of how these Divine Beasts work. I was That's what I was going to say, And, yeah. like, they're really cool, and I think it's clearly inspired by games like Portal and stuff, but I feel like the difficulty of them, they're all kind of even, um... And almost same with the bosses. The bosses, I am not having. They definitely do push you towards certain dungeons. I
0: think early on
1: the Zora do, one, I think oh, they definitely push you oh, towards. They it. they clearly want you to do the Zora one first, and they and in link between link between worlds, they they pushed you toward um, that dungeon in the the southeast um
0: so i've done the gerudo one you haven't yeah that's I know the one you've done i have to it. touch on and say the bosses aren't very hard
1: that gerudo boss is actually pretty tough okay like, well, i'm some, excited I had about some that difficulty one with it because i uh, all three so far i've done my first try so yeah
0: i had some difficulty with that one i died once or twice
1: okay So I'm once excited. you know
0: what you're doing you can actually it's easier yeah but there's some um so i actually re- i don't want i don't really want to ruin it It's more of a hand to hand fight. It's more like a give and take. So you have to like time things
1: correctly. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about that then. I mean, I'm excited in general, but I do think like, I feel like almost Breath of the Wild is Portal 1. It really proves the concept here. And then, not that there's going I mean, to be a... This is, I was going to say, if this is just a broad concept, like, hey, here's this thing, this is a concept we have,
0: this is just a, li- just a little idea that leaked out of our heads here.
1: Well, yeah, and yeah. Portal Portal is much much smaller, you know, is this one idea they had, a first-person Incredibly, puzzle, linear, shooter incredibly linear, only two yeah. or three
0: hours long. Yeah. But,
1: you know, it proved the concept, and then Portal 2 expanded on that with much bigger, more puzzles, all that stuff in co-op. Mm-hmm. If Breath of the Wild is... Taste 1 of open world Zelda. Taste 2 I hope adds varying difficulty in the dungeons. Um maybe I heard something today like the shrines don't have themes in the locations they're at. I was like I guess that's true. I mean it makes sense why they don't. But like someone was like the Eldin cool. volcano shrines aren't like fiery. I was like that makes sense. I would I wouldn't mind enemies in the dungeons. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Like um, I feel like there's just small things they could do to add, but do
0: away with the breakable weapons. That'd be interesting to see how they'd play around with that.
1: I I actually think breaking weapons is kind of essential to their formula.
0: I don't. You can do away with it. If you it, if they, if they were to make force it, you to use other weapons. You don't need to. That can be a, that can be a thing that's involved with Breath of the Wild. I can be like, I mean yeah no that can be I mean I mean we're
1: just trying to think of ways they can mix things up going forward like like going yeah to go back to old Zelda I feel like I could because I don't think there's anything like Wind Waker I'm not done with Breath of the Wild yet so I don't want to deliver my final ultimatum on the game and how I feel about it as a Zelda game and a video game in general but like Wind Waker will still be one I cherish like you know you always have that soft spot for it And I'm sure you feel the same way about Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or Twilight, you know, all of them. Um, I I think I could go back. I really do. I think they can take ideas from Breath of the Wild, implement them in the traditional style, adapt it in reverse almost.
0: And that's all. That's why I was saying, like non-breakable weapons. I was gonna. I'm thinking more along the lines of implement the traditional elements in. and put that in Breath of the Wild. So still have the same sprawling open world, but maybe actually make items a thing now. Like going like, in and, say, and like
1: you get the boomerang.
0: Yeah, and make that like an actual item that never breaks. And that's what I was talking about with like unbreakable items, not just like swords and stuff like that, but like. At a hook shot and stuff like that, so where you're like roaming around the actual world, and all of a sudden you see something, and you're like, "I need this item," and so you drop a marker on your map, and you keep moving on because that's the one thing with this game is that all the puzzles out of the out of the gate are solvable because you have all of the items up front, which makes items quote unquote like you have the bombs and the stasis, you have all that stuff up front.
1: You have all the tools
0: sense. you need to solve every shrine. Yes, you can do all of it the second you set foot. Uh, which you I step think, out of the plateau? I think works which is one of the wild very well. It, it does work very well, but as far as like mixing it up going forward, you can make it to where you see something and you're like, I need to remember this because
1: I know I, I
0: don't have the at a Metroid
1: yet. kind of thing where you got to get stuff and come back
0: which is what zelda's done in the past which is why oh, this yeah. one is so different because you do have everything up front um they could go back to the traditional stylings where it's like no you don't get this certain item maybe midway through the game or something like that and then you come back to that one spot you just happened to ride past on your horse 15 hours before
1: and then Mark boom there's the a map.
0: shrine there's a
1: shrine or a treasure chest or something like that in there maybe who knows but yeah, I was kind of curious how you felt about old school Zelda. Now, like, has it changed everything? Because I, I don't. Uh, I remember yeah. leaving Skyward Sword and going, "I never want to play a game without motion. The Zelda games without motion controls again." I hated that. To, like five hours
0: in, I liked it at first. It was novel, but like after playing an entire
1: game, I was like, "God, please deliver button controls back to me. I miss it." Yeah, there will never like the thing is you can never remaster Skyward Sword without motion controls. Nope, which is just fine and dandy by me. But you, they have Wii games, so there are pointer controls on the Switch. No thanks, we don't. No, no, thank you.
0: We don't need that. Isn't
1: it so? It's so interesting. Like Skyward Sword is literally locked to the Wii. I don't. It's interesting. It's a it's a piece of its time.
0: It is a I don't rally. even think about that game ever. The only time, like we've, we've been sitting here this entire time, thinking about old school Zelda games, and you mentioned it right, right then, was like the first time I had thought of one of those old ones. I don't even like group that together with the rest of them in my mind because it is so... We talk about how Breath of the Wild is like not a Zelda game, but a Zelda game. It's kind of the same thing with Skyward Sword to me, where it's like, it's obviously a Zelda game, but at the same time, like, I don't consider that a Zelda game in a lot of ways. Um, and again, it, it's hard because, like, I don't think it is a bad game. It's just a bad Zelda game, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know. We've talked about Skyward Sword so many times throughout the history of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I, the the old ones will still continue to stand on their own, and I think they'll be able to be revisited quite easily, honestly. And it'd be nice if we could get some of them on the Switch first role console. So make that a thing, Nintendo, please. Tell us about it at E3, hopefully. Um, It'll be cool. But yeah, cool. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We're wrapping up shop a little bit early here today. We've got some things to take care of. At least I do. Um, sorry I've been so distant second half of the show. I keep like, checking my phone every couple
1: of minutes. Um, it's not every day you might get to go to E3.
0: Trying to set that up. Trying to really set that up. So I got to work on that and we will see what happens. But again, um, end of the show here, kind of wrapping it up with the same thing we mentioned here at the top of the show. Again, Millennial Gaming Speak is now a part of Model Citizens Media. You can go check out all of our other podcasts with our friends Mario and Michael over there at modelcitizensmedia.com. Um, you can also find this sh- This show will be always be on SoundCloud as well as iTunes, Google Play. And as Max said, in between the break, he's going to put it up on Stitcher today. So you should find it up on Stitcher. I'm going, Stitcher I'm the going to
1: submit it to Stitcher.
0: They have the to process, it it. Shouldn't It shouldn't take too long, I don't think. So you can work on that or you can find the show on all those avenues now. Yeah. Um, you can also find the show on YouTube where you may be watching us right now, in which case, hey, I'm waving at you. How's it going? Um, so you can find us there. We're at Millennial Gaming Speak on YouTube. I really need to change the banner image on the YouTube page because it looks so awful right now. It looks so bad. Um, so that might be something that I work on over the next few days. Max, I feel like we need to change the podcast art for this show in general. It's not bad, but... I am not. A, the problem is neither one of us is an artist or a designer. I'd like to get a cool new design for the show. Maybe... Maybe by episode 100, we can, like, change the podcast art and maybe, like, the intro song and stuff like that, too.
1: I like our intro song. Intro song's not bad.
0: And it's also free. I just, like, I didn't say we need to spend $1,000 on a song. But we'll figure that out. I, I feel like this show, art-wise, needs, like, a tonal change. And I don't know how that looks yet. But... We'll figure it out going forward. We've spent so much time working on everything else. Model citizens that we're going to need to a, a breather here for a moment, I think. Um, but yeah, you can find the show on YouTube. You can email us at MGS podcast at gmail.com. You can follow this show at, uh, on Twitter at MGS podcast. You can also follow, uh, model citizens at model pods on Twitter as well to find all of our other shows. Um, that is everything for episode 86 this week. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Sorry I've been so distant. Sorry I've been... I've just been out of it all day today. Like even before like the constant texting and stuff like that that I was work, uh, trying to focus on midway through the show, I just feel like I'm lost in my head today. Time to go back to bed, even though it's only like 4.30 I'm or going 5. going to bed? No, I'm not going to bed. Oh, I good. got way too much stuff to do. Um, maybe I'll start that script that I got to do. Please do. Please do. do should probably do that. Maybe I'll write up a little ditty about ukulele. I don't know. Actually, I should do that. You should. should. Please do. Um, And maybe news about that coming next week. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to episode 86. We do appreciate you listening to us as always. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. We will see you back next week with episode 87. Until then, we love you. Bye-bye. Peace. Out.